0: Nonetheless, thank you so much, and enjoy. Cammy boy, what's up, my dude? What up, boo? say <laughs> boo? What up, boo? <laughs> All right, so after a lot of attempts and a lot of commitments to make this happen, we're finally make this happen, and... It took something. We had a lot of excuses. Couldn't get our schedules to match. We couldn't meet in person. But just a couple minutes before we got in here, we said, "What are we gonna do this? What about here this time?" And it's just like, "Fuck it, let's just go for it." And here we are. This is uh, really the part two introduction where you and I are gonna share a little bit about why follow the wolf or like this mission is important to you uh, and what it how it relates to what you're committed to. So before we hop in. I just want to ask you, what is your intention for this conversation?
1: My intention for this conversation. And first of all, I just want to say that I'm so happy to be here with you. And I'm really excited that this is finally going out. My heart is just like beating super fast (laughs) and we're all sweaty. I feel like Eminem over here. Um, My intention is to come through clear and express authentically.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And clear and authenticity is is part of that function of truth that we're talking about. And for me, my intention is that your intention, that your purpose or the thing that you're most committed to at this point in your life is known and expressed and that this becomes uh, an expression of what you are committed to. And guess what? We might look back on this a few years from now and what you were committed to, what I'm committed to will shift and change. I think that the general direction is oftentimes the same, but uh, what is behind it and why we're doing it will remain somewhat consistent. So this project has been almost a year in the making from the time of this recording. Uh, I picked it up and then put it down. And then when I went to pick it up back again, I mentioned to you as you were getting into your videography, videographer production side, uh, that I, I couldn't see myself doing this alone anymore because I just, I don't like editing. It's not my thing. I'm not into it. I'm, I don't relate to myself as being super, uh, natural at it whatsoever, but you raised your hand, you threw up your hand to, to join in having this expression go out. And I want to start with asking you, knowing that the time, energy and effort that it takes to make something like this happen, why did you feel compelled to, to show up and be a part of this, uh, this mission?
1: So when we started to get closer, you helped bring out my truth and, and constantly helped me to bring out my truth. And I wouldn't have Pursued videography, if it weren't for our conversations at the park before workouts or during our workouts. And honestly, it was spent way too many time, too much time on those workouts some days. But it all helped me to become where I am. Because before it was like, I want to be, oh, I want to be a sports trainer because that's where i can get paid to do something that i care about and then it was oh i want to be a neuro uh i want to be like a neurosurgeon or something like that mm-hmm. which was pretty wild um but that was like mainly for the money aspect and now finally being able to like you know i really want to create videos and help people share their truth because that's what that's what calls to me as important and Follow the wolf within yourself is is the perfect way to explain how I have felt. There's something within me that always calls and always says, hey, you should do this. And what my wolf is saying is that I want to help people follow their own. And regardless of what it looks like to... As far as producing and editing and whatever that takes, like that's no longer work because my wolf is like, come on, bro! Like it's it's bigger than that. Like the work is the work, but what I'm what I'm driven to is the light that is to help everyone follow their own truth and know mm-hmm. that it's okay to go against the grain.
0: Truth is oftentimes not going with the grain at all whatsoever. and uh, thank you for sharing the reflection. i I don't think I'd ever heard you I didn't know that I had influence in that and that specifically that kind of undertaking of taking on videography. But for me, like my relationship to your videography when you shared it with me was that it was imperative for you to be able to tell the stories of others for really the embitterment of the world. Like I know you have a real commitment that that people's lives be better, that people are connected to the the light of truth, whatever that I think core truth is, not our our wounded self truth that we think is truth and really is just faux, but fundamental, universal truth that compels us to our greatest expression, whatever that is, like really that's up to our creating and to see your journey and unraveling of that. Because we're always unraveling and peeling back layers. Like even I think the personal training piece to the neuroscience piece, there's actually still a bit of that in how you be and how you operate today. You, You study neuroscience and you also train your body physically, which is a part of cultivating self and cultivating self in a way that allows you to be more connected to truth. So it's like, even when we feel like we're off the path, it's like, it's just, uh, it's in a direction, but maybe not necessarily the immediate direction, but to have you here a part of this process to me means the world. Cause you know, you and I've been, we've been through it. Like we've, yeah. we've gone through ups, we've gone through downs, but now this becomes a, a platform for, uh, people seeing an unfiltered, or at least like significantly less filtered version of life that we see on social media and TV, where it's it's always about the highlight reel. But you and I know as good as anybody that the constant swiping and the constant comparison is just quick hits of dopamine leading to a, a fast track to depression anxiety like all these other loss of identity like all these like different things that just tear us off the path of truth and I'm grateful that we are choosing to spread light on these topics and what the topics will be will totally vastly expand. And and I'm sure we'll have a conversation months from now. We'll say like, well, what I thought was true then is not what it is now. But that's the commitment to the journey. It's not that I'm right and I'm mighty all this time. It's right. this is what is working for now until something else new comes in and takes its place.
1: Absolutely. And I think that it's human to get stuck in the, this is this is where I'm at and like this is this is where I'm gonna be but it's really not like that I mean I think our paths are meant to shift and where we go on the way is where we're supposed to be on the way mm-hmm. it's all part of the journey that is life and it's all just really exciting how everything unfolds even in the times that you're Curled up in a corner, just like, why is this happening to me? Or like, why is this, why is this the way it is? It's like because it is. And this is what you have to go through. I think that whoever is watching us, God, source, whatever you want to call it, is is always watching and always like it's pushing you through these things because it knows you can make it through these things. It knows more than your human mind can, can put into a, a bin for you.
0: Mm. Yeah, because part of that, part of the brain that has us play small, mm. it's, I, I turned off all notifications and there my phone is saying, hey, go do some other stuff. I'm like, nah, I'm doing this, yo. <laughs> uh, part of the brain that's responsible for keeping us safe uh, the amygdala being part of it, but it's fundamental, like the fundamental functions of the body is to keep us safe, to make sure that we're not hurt. And, uh, it's hard for the brain to distinguish between in the wild potential being attacked by a bear and a fear of public speaking and being seen in that scale. Like those register the same physiologically in the brain the body, they register the same. And I think part of this journey is being able to, to notice that, to bring ourselves back. So then we can continue to go down again, that path, whatever that path is for us, we're calling it truth. We're calling it following the wolf, which is a metaphor. It has nothing to do with following whatever this persona person is, who happened to change his name to wolf. It's not about that. It's, what is your truth? What is your light? And continue to follow that. And then along the path, prove yourself wrong because that's what scientists do. They create hypotheses, They they test and they formulate and then they come back and they say, oh, shit, we were completely wrong and that totally didn't work. We'll do it better next time. It's like when I commit to going in and exercising, this actually happened. I was like, I'm going to go and work out. And then I was like, I'm going to play fucking Rocket League before I go. I'm going to play a couple games of video games before I go. And then it ended up turning into like hours. And I was just like, All right. New lesson, no video games before you do the other things. That is like an end of the day activity. And it's a lesson I've learned many times, but that is the journey is not perfectly linear. And I think that that's kind of what we're pointing at is it's not linear. You will be challenged. And like you pointed out that there is, uh, I think we, you and I both come from, from the belief or understanding. We both come from a similar truth that there is some essence that is giving life and giving rise to all things to call it god call it spirit call it Allah, whatever that is uh but the more that we can connect to that the more we can realize universal truth
1: absolutely who we are at a core mm-hmm. is it and like you said earlier as far as like pulling back well a very yogic philosophy term for it is pulling back the veil and as far as like the koshas and all that goes I think that as we pull back those layers it's like you said we get we're on our trail and we're we're constantly like oh I want to do this now oh wait but what about this over here oh what about this it's like it's taking you it's awesome
0: yeah I heard an analogy or metaphor that I use I'm going to kind of run this word into the ground, but following your path is that it's not linear. Like you bump up against things every time you bump, the initial bumps are like bump, bump way over here, bump way over there. And then eventually the bumps in different directions get more uh, fine tuned. You bump you continue to bump, but you don't go as far off into a completely straight path. You get more clear through the many, many, many bumps, many, many, many failures. You get really good at being precise until your, your bumps are like kind of in the same line. And yeah. now you're kind of sticking to uh you're getting that clear. Reminds me,
1: that reminds me of something that I heard in one of Aubrey Marcus's podcasts. If you guys don't listen to Aubrey Marcus, you got to this man. Talk about a beautiful podcast. Um, his friend was talking about uh, going into fear, and but how much you go into fear because sometimes there's like a there's way too much, and sometimes there's way too little. So like you definitely there's a balance mm. that needs to be had as far as like how hard you're pushing yourself and mm. how bad you want to to unveil i just thought it was interesting because i personally struggle with getting way too into the work and i'm like okay wait a minute like i need to to step back and like go to the beach with some friends or Mm -hmm. go move or just making sure that you keep yourself balanced
0: yeah And it's funny because we're both currently reading the book, The Art of the Impossible by Stephen Kotler, which is all about how do we optimize the potential for peak performance through accessing states of flow. And what I'm currently reading, just this morning, I can't make this up, just this morning, I was reading about fear and they were talking about the breakdown of fear and how it's registered in the body and how fear is actually a compass That the thing that we're most afraid of is oftentimes the things that we need to do the most. And the more time that we spend resisting it, that is the psychological, physiological distress. Like we experience fear so bigly because we don't lean into it, but we lean away from it. And in fact, if we can create a muscle of leaning into our fears of, as you said, pushing into uh, and this isn't the exact words you said, but pushing into that uncomfort zone. Like if you push way too far, then it can totally just eradicate your desire to in the future because of some awful outcome. But if you don't push into it at all, you'll constantly live in a almost like habituated, low grade uh, way of life where we're not being stimulated in a way that keeps us engaged. They say that. Flow follows focus, and focus is increased through releases of dopamine. And that when we're inside of a state of like fear, which is oftentimes like butting up against challenging or uncertain circumstances, whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally, or socially, that those boundaries that when we push into them, because it's so outside of our norm, we fully focus on that present moment. Because we're focusing on that present moment, or we're increasing dopamine, we're increasing flow and Fear is one of the most powerful triggers because of its capacity to focus. And to your point earlier, that with that and leaning into that, especially when it comes to pursuing challenging tasks and challenging goals, or as they call it massively transformative purposes, that you also have to make sure that you're adding time for recovery and even more in relation to avoiding burnout, which you're pointing out like burnout like Mm -hmm. going, 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 like I need to go to the beach with my friends. Like that's when you get to the point where you've done the work so much and you're all in, you also have to give yourself time to be all out because it's that all out time that allows (laughs) you to integrate. Exactly. Integration. We've been on this kick for a minute. Integration is so key. Absolutely.
1: This for me, for example, I mean, like, well, if I know, you know, but this for me, as far as like recording and being on video and like knowing that it's going to a social media platform freaks me the fuck out. I, <laughs> I so if there's any time that i come across unclear, it's just like, ah, I'm actively, I'm actively doing this, but I'm so glad to be doing this.
0: But you're leaning into it. Yeah, and know. So like for you, like you're experiencing this, we're, we're talking about it, but you're experiencing it now. But how focused on now are you?
1: I'm pretty damn focused. <laughs>
0: you're pretty damn focused. <laughs> yeah like this is what it's talking about it's like you have to lean into that for me at this point like hitting record and like going i just i don't even think about it it's not i don't have any fear around it for me the thing that gets me stopped is wanting it to look a certain way so we've tried to record this a number of times like let's do it in person like kept forgetting and it kept not lining up and then right before this we were having a meeting about when we were going to release this damn podcast which you know it's whatever date it is now, when it releases very, very soon, it'll be a different time. But I got to a point where I was like, fuck it, let's just hit record and it won't be super cute or perfect, but let's just go for it because this getting out is far more important than how it looks to others. Because the part of us that is being controlled and manipulated by this part, that's saying, of course, I'm holding my hands up as if someone who's listening to the audio can see me, but I'm holding up my left hand and my right hand, if if the part that's controlling our behavior is this fear of what are people are going to think, then the part of us that's committed to our purpose and to people getting value and to people getting what they need through us falling on our faces and us figuring it out live. We can't, if we let that win all the people that could potentially get value from this don't get value from this. And it's leaning into that, that fear of the unknown that uncomfortable it takes to, to produce that and I know you've taken a massive leap into fear and the unknown and like leaning into like this truth. Like we said, like truth is being on the path of truth is not comfortable. It is actually the most uncomfortable path you can choose. The people, myself included at times who choose the comfortable path are the ones who end up bored and anxious and potentially even depressed because they're not feeling pulled towards something. And there's no, there's no
1: curiosity, which And Stephen Kotler's book is is like the initial start of dopamine in the brain. Yeah, curiosity, passion, purpose, and then autonomy and mastery. Yeah. So we have to be curious, and I think that the curiosity starts in as far as at least for me is like self actualization is like I'm curious about why am I anxious about about speaking in front of people like I have to go into that I have to stay curious it's all about being curious I think if we think about it too much is it can be very crippling but to stay curious and want and to want to know is just is just the first step
0: mm-hmm. it's just leaning into it yeah I didn't give you a whole lot of opportunity to lean into this. I just said, let's do this. I'm going to hit record. And you just trust me. (laughs) I know. So, and it's funny because they talk about that. There's like two ways to deal with fear. There's systematic desensitization, which is like little by little. For example, if you're like stupid, afraid of spiders, then you might first look at a picture of spiders and you look at it and you look at it until it doesn't cause you anxiety. And then you, maybe you watch a video about spiders and then you would observe a spider in real life, but from a distance. And then maybe eventually you get to the point where like the spider is on your hand. And that's like, it's a step, it's a step-by-step process versus flooding. Flooding is just all in. Like you said, okay, you're afraid of spiders. Boom, hold this spider. And like, that's what we did. We said, fuck it. We're going for flooding. Let's do this podcast. Yeah. We're going to hit record. We're going to kind of talk about a couple of things, but let's just go for it.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely see and now it's not that bad it actually feels good because now i'm even more curious as to how it can continue and how this will benefit in future podcasts
0: that's incredible see this is like live transformation you're experiencing Absolutely. Your own. hell yeah Here we are and they talk about that because now it's like you've leaned into it you've you've probably even entered like low-grade flow state and it's like now you're just immersed and now you're more curious and like you said curiosity leads to more dopamine you just like keep digging and digging and digging you pull out more and more garbage and maybe eventually you you source the original root because a lot of what we're afraid of is rooted in some kind of past trauma based experience that we had could be even um, like past life if you know if that's something that you believe in I I personally, I mean, like there's research now they're showing like ancestral DNA is being passed down. Like you can experience the trauma of like your grandparents' his grandparents' his grandparents and like trauma passes down. I think like, uh, seven generations or like, tr- like that type of DNA can pass down seven generations. So it's like your fear, like our primal fear of like, the unknown darkness is probably something ancestral based that we never fully sourced or got rid of. Whereas like, I walk in my room late at night and I see my bed and I like jump to get on top of it. Cause I'm afraid the boogeyman going to get me from that. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't um, got no data for why that would ever happen besides movies. But like, you know, it doesn't make this not based on logic. There's no real data for that one.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Or like sprinting up the I think almost everyone has that fear of like sprinting up the stairs at night when you finally turn that last light off and you're just like, man, there has to be something behind me. <laughs> and you're just like running up the stairs as fast as possible. Like man, that thing is not gonna get me right now. Whatever it is. I totally had that for the longest time. And then the other night, I was it was like a few weeks ago, I was walking up the stairs and I felt myself getting so like so scared and I was just like, you know what? No. I'm about to sit here i'm about to turn around and look because there's nothing there so i stood on the stairs i turned around and i looked into the darkness i was like what <laughs> and of course i started like i started just like laughing so hard because i it was finally that fear that was just like that was so silly like for the longest time the experience that i just had was just like throwing up in the air like wow
0: The veil was removed and all that was there was a tiny, cute little kitten. (laughs) Yeah. That you thought was this menacing lion. (laughs) Absolutely. It's like, uh, oh, gosh. Did you ever watch the movie Emperor's New Groove? Yes. I don't know if you remember this scene, but there was this one scene where Yzma... Yeah, her name's Yzma. Yzma takes... A potion on accident, and then you just hear this super menacing. Haw, 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 and you see like the shadow of this massive, like, l- like massive, like lion cat thing. You're like, oh no, what does she turn into? It's like, haw, 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 and then, and then the camera zooms in, and then you just see a tiny little cat, and it's like, hmm? it's like this tiny meow, <laughs> <It's> this <laughs> tiny little like cat. You're like, oh, like that's what fear's like. <laughs> it's this shadow oh, in our mind. This is true. Wow. I mean, sometimes our fears are well-founded. Like if you're being chased by a lion, you know, totally. Oh yeah, absolutely. But if you're in your house all alone, odds are your house cat got you. That was not a lion. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot you had a cat. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> so at this point in your life, oh my goodness, I like happened to look at the time and I was like, it was 11 how cute. Uh, at this point in your life, What would you say is your current description of like what you believe, like your mission in life, like you're at the end of your life, like your mission actualized? Like, what does that look like at this time?
1: Honestly, I've been looking into this a lot because it's something that I, I felt clear on. And now it's kind of like I'm being mixed up again and I'm not really sure i know that for me i want to help people follow their wolf i mean of course and not only just because this podcast is called follow their wolf follow the wolf but because it really calls to me and i see how it's dramatically drastically drastically that's I, <laughs> <laughs> I see how drastically it's changed my life and how much love I have for the people around me now because I'm coming content with me. Mm. And if, if I can do what I love, that is passion, which is purpose. And I can give other people their passion and purpose or not even give it to them, but simply show it to them. Like, guys, you have this in you. Like, it's in your heart. You just have to listen to it and let it take you go through with it go through the fear go through the anxiety whatever that is for you like push on because I promise it's worth it and I think a lot of my journey is documenting what that looks like Mm. going through with it because it's like sometimes it gets so hard but Here we are. Hmm. I just want people to to truly follow what they love because I know that or I have a feeling that people not being able to to truly do what they want to do is a big cause of anxiety and depression and I know the mental state of a lot of people is not the greatest collectively. We have a lot of teen suicides and um shootings on the news like it breaks my heart and I want people to not do that anymore I think it all comes into coming into your heart mm. so I guess I just like form that up is like just to help people follow their heart mm. and show people what it's like to follow your heart follow your wolf
0: What I heard in that, because that's so powerful, is like healing through being connected to your heart. And like when Absolutely. you can when you can live from your heart from this like deeper knowing things like suicide, things like depression, things like anxiety, things like you know, shootings, those those types of instances likely wouldn't have instanced, they wouldn't have come about if. Uh, If there was more of a connectedness to heart and not just like personal heart, but like the hearts of others. And perhaps the more connected we get to our heart and to our truth and to to our consciousness, the more we realize how inseparable we are. And part of like what you're doing, documenting, sharing video, sharing film is there's there's an emotional connection and showing this unification of hearts and minds and realizing we're not all that different even though as much as we want to be exactly as much as we think that we are to my dismay i'm not quite different from thy neighbor yeah and the things that i oftentimes dislike or i'm disgruntled by about them are just things that i haven't realized in myself or unwilling to look at in myself which all Mm -hmm. the more exasperates you know we can all be we can all be shitty at times it happens we, we
1: oh, 100%. Own. <laughs> 100%. Own it, though. That's part of it.
0: Own your shit. Yeah. Beautiful,
1: beautiful. There's something I want to say. I wanted to stop myself, but I think that it's something to share. Um, I was on a walk the other day, and I was just, like, livid with something just so mad at all these things. And I was really flooded. There were all these thoughts that were coming through and they were very, some of them were just self deteriorating and some of them were about my family and like all these things. Um, and as I continued to walk, I realized that I was in this state and I was like, you know, the thing that I don't want to do right now is journal about it. <laughs> I hate journaling when I'm in that state. absolutely hate it. Because I don't even want to listen to myself talk. Like, just, just shut up. That's. I don't. I just want to hear my thoughts, which is something so silly. But as I was walking, I started to journal and, and invent about all these things. I was like, you know what? I love that I have anxiety, and I have not so much that I love it, but I own it. Like. I do have obsessive thoughts sometimes. I am an asshole sometimes. Like sometimes I'm not the best to my parents, and sometimes, sometimes I'm selfish and sometimes I'm greedy and some like just owning all of these things. And it was like after that, I was just left so clear because oftentimes I try to push all that away. I'm like, no, I don't want this. Like it's not me. Mm-hmm. But really, like it is. It's it's just accepting. That is your truth for now. Hmm. And until you do more of the unraveling, like you will come more clear, but accept yourself where you're at because I see your feet are on the ground. That's all you got. Hmm. There's a Trevor Hall song. Um, or maybe it's not Trevor Hall. Yes, it is. Trevor Hall, Wishman, says, Hey, Wishman, tell me what's your wish. Close your eyes. All we got is this.
0: This is all we got. Mm. And you didn't drop lyrics on us. Oh, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double back on your lyrics, too, because he also wrote a song called You Can't Rush Your Healing. Mm. You can't rush your healing. Darkness has its teachings. Okay. And this whole notion about our our wounded self versus our healed and whole self our partial versus our impartial perhaps maybe the part of us that is mean to others mean to other creatures is greedy and all those things maybe those are just expressions of our wounded self maybe it's not but maybe it is and if it is just like you pointed out it was like setting yourself free as soon as you owned it and once you owned it, now your mental faculties aren't being occupied with the trying to divorce and push away from mm. no, that's not me, that's not me, that's not me. But the denial only further makes that that subtle whisper turn into a shout. But then the shout returned to it, returns to its former state of a whisper. As soon as we own it, we own it and say, you know what? Like, yeah, I make commitments. And I don't always follow through with them. I told you I was going to be here at this time and I didn't make it. And, and on that time, now that's a much lesser example, but yeah, I told you I would never lie to you. Or I told you I'd never cheat on you or whatever it is. It's like if you do wrong or wrong, right? Or if you fall short, let's just say you fall short, if you fall short of your commitments and anything, whether it's in a relationship, if it's in work, if it's in with yourself, right? I committed, prime example, I committed to, uh, to training six days a week. And I haven't trained even a couple of days a week for the past couple weeks because I've had a neck injury and I didn't do the work. Like I said, I would to heal that neck injury. And now I continue to struggle because of that. And now like that's for me to own like, yeah, I haven't been doing everything that I can, that I could have done. And in the owning of it, now there's something new available. There's a new possibility. And who knows, maybe once you get From that wound itself to that more in truth. I think truth is one of, at least personally, one of the quickest paths to healing, to wholeness. And when you feel whole, then those pieces of you that were gritty and all those, those don't feel the need to speak up as much because you're in your essence. And your essence cannot be broken and it cannot be tamed. It just is. It is all things. It is all encompassing.
1: Yeah, that was beautiful.
0: Just build on what you're putting out, Buh.
1: <sighs> This um, is man, yeah. this is a good close. I got I got nothing.
0: No, <laughs> well, no, I was gonna say it's like this is it's feeling <laughs> like a, a good solid grounded energy. So uh we've this is it. This is the beginning of a new venture. This is the beginning of the Follow the Wolf podcast. And for those of you who are listening, you know, we've talked a little bit about Cam, his mission, what he's up to, Cameron, what he's, what he's up to. And like, really, it sounds like just like coming back to your heart and being able to document and show what that looks like and owning that truth. And uh, if you're listening, as always, we encourage you to listen to this. As, the, as I heard Bruce Lee, a Bruce Lee quote say, uh, take what is useful. Leave what is not and add what is uniquely your own. And that's what this is all about. It's just sharing our own journeys and maybe you'll glean something that will empower you along your path. So thank you for listening and we will certainly be seeing you in the next one. Much love and as always, continue to follow the wolf within you. Peace. Peace.